Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 6th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find Rob and I both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall and I'm at Casey Daniels 317. Of course, you can find us both on YouTube right now. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. All right, let's talk about what's going on with the House Oversight Committee. The chairman, James Comer from Kentucky, he announced that his panel is going to start proceedings to hold the F. FBI director, Christopher Wray, in contempt of Congress because he's not turning over paperwork that they so desperately want to see. Isn't this wild? So you have, I mean, you want to talk about, we use the phrases like shadow government or cabal. People go, oh, go ahead and put on your tinfoil hat, buddy. So you have a government entity, Congress, which provides funding and oversight to FBI, CIA, whatever. And they have said to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, let's remind everybody what FBI stands for, Federal Bureau of Investigation. We are investigating very serious alleged crimes by the family of and including the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mr. Head of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, as part of our investigation, there is information that you have that we believe would be beneficial to our investigation. <laughs> would you please hand that over to us? And Christopher Ray has stuck a middle finger right in the face of the Republicans in Congress. Yep, pretty much. Okay, so James Comer said that an FBI informant file accusing President Biden of a $5 million bribery scheme while he was vice president involves shell companies and FBI officials pretty much told him it was part of an active investigation and you can't have those papers. Meanwhile- Wait, 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 wait. So it's part of an active investigation. Uh-huh. That's what they're doing. Exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to work together? No. If the goal is the truth? Maybe, <laughs> well, let's compare notes, see if this lines up, or you've learned something we haven't. Well, not when one side's carrying water for the, you know. Ah, uh, there go. it is. Yeah, there you go. Okay, and the Post-Millennial is uh, reporting that the FBI said that they can't guarantee that their Biden informant won't be killed. Oh, well, that makes you feel safe. <laughs> All right, so here is Comer talking about how the FBI won't hand over the unclassified information and says the House will begin the contempt of Congress hearings. FBI officials confirm that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. The confidential human source who provided information about then-Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Given the severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. 
Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers, transparency, and accountability. All right, that's good enough. Because he said something there at the end that I want to touch on, which is very important, which is law enforcement and prosecutors and the judicial system, the faith in these institutions is at an absolute all-time low because people don't believe they're getting a fair shake. Well, why would they? They've got unclassified documents. They've been requested to turn them over, and they're not. So now Comer and his crew are saying, all right, you're in contempt. You know what contempt does to a relationship, right? It ruins it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, so more from uh, Comer. Uh, Here he is talking about how they, uh, what the evidence is, I'm sorry, what the evidence is that they have in this Biden corruption allegation. This document was dated, I think you all know this, from the subpoena on July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks there's a term for that. It's called money laundering. And that, again, is what the, the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing, frankly, in other countries, too. And multiple yes. documents? We believe there are multiple documents. Okay, so Senator Grassley came out and he said that they're not interested in whether or not the accusations are correct. We'll just turn over the papers then. They're saying the FBI is not interested. Right, yeah, right. He is interested as a U.S. senator. Oh, he is, yeah. definitely. Like, so, turn him over then. Well, and so what you realize, what the, the House is putting evidence together on, and Grassley's doing some work in the Senate, though he's limited by being in the minority, is that you, throughout, who knows how far back this goes. I mean, I wouldn't shock me at all if it goes back deep, deep into Biden's time in the Senate. But as vice president, you had essentially vote and influence for sale going on here. And Hunter Biden was oftentimes the conduit Mm -hmm. through which much of this stuff happened and took place. You have the vice president of the United States who was essentially being given cash in or through his loser kid and their family, the money was being disseminated to them in order to promote and produce policy out of the out of the Obama Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joe Scarborough from MSNBC, he said that Americans just don't care about wrongdoings from Biden. Could this guy be more wrong? But all these things about like the Biden crime family, this, that, the other, they keep pushing and they keep finding absolutely nothing and it ends up at the end of the day just being an embarrassment for them and as caddy said most americans just don't care about this unless you're the wife of a supreme court justice that's talking about putting the biden crime family on barges outside of gitmo so he said they just keep pushing and they just keep not finding anything. Well, because they're not being given the documents that they're requesting. But they have. This is what. I, so Joe Scarborough is a pathetic person because there was a time when Joe Scarborough, believe it or not, 
for some of our younger listeners, was by considered by many to be a rising star in the Republican Party. I believe he was elected. I think it was the the contract with America. He was part of that class of '94. Came in there, young guy, good looking guy from a swing state. People had kind of looked at him as this guy could up to and including become a president someday. And it's really a tr- pathetic path that he has taken and his need to be liked in select circles and the way he will lie with just impunity. I mean, just no regard whatsoever. I mean, he's obviously petrified of his wife, which is interesting, and totally beholden to her because they have there's a whole bunch of proof out there. Mm-hmm. There's the Hunter Biden laptop alone. Right. Screw these investigations. The stuff that has been recovered from that thing totally shows that Joe Biden was getting money and the family was getting money and Hunter Biden was getting money. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. I didn't think Joe Biden knew about the son's business dealings. Look. I'm not going to say 10% of the <laughs> for the big guy is the prosecution rests, Your Honor, mm-hmm. but the prosecution rests, mm-hmm. Your Honor. I mean, there's all these meetings that took place, and the idea that you would not want as an American to know whether the President of the United States is compromised in terms of foreign in terms of foreign policy negotiations with other countries etc based on whether or not he had received money from other countries what why would you not want to know that yeah well that's why he's just completely wrong and now you've got the director of the FBI uh playing Biden's game for him hey let's talk about this Cornell West really quick why don't we take a break? You want to take a break yeah, why don't and we talk ta- about why that? Why don't we take a break? Because he is running for president and he is a lunatic. But I think this is actually going to be pretty entertaining. Okay. It's 15 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Kev. It's 18 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You like that one, That didn't worked you? perfect. I know. That's exactly how it sounded in my mind <laughs> last week. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about here, so that fabulous little liner that Kev just uh, put together, DeSantis, or uh, Trump, was mm-hmm. ripping on DeSantis. He called him Rob. And kept calling him Rob. I guess it, I, I still don't understand what the negative is. I mean, he saying that DeSantis is like robbing people. I don't of their know. I still have no idea what that was all about, but it was just absolutely perfect <laughs> in terms of being used for a liner on our show. And it just, it's always great when a plan comes together, Casey. So Nikki Haley <laughs> says that Ron DeSantis or Rob DeSantis isn't different enough from Donald Trump. She was uh, on CNN last night. She had her own little town hall. She said, she's experienced and she's younger than both Donald Trump and Joe Biden but she's the one who is told she's not in her prime anymore and she's now planning a three-day fundraising event across the state of Texas but I thought it might be interesting to 
uh, review some of her audio. Oh, great. That she had since, uh, since, we're, since no we're one off, else. We're off of Vivek. Let's see what Nikki Haley has and, to say. And since apparently no one watched the town hall last night, we'll <laughs> give them an opportunity to hear it here. Okay. She answered the question why she is the best to take on Joe Biden. So, Governor Haley, you've been in the race for almost four months now, and you're just days away from getting some more competition in the Republican contest. Several candidates are launching their bids this week. But tell the people of Iowa and those at home, um, why are you the best Republican to take on President Joe Biden? Well, you know, we welcome anybody else in the race. But I will tell you that the reason that we got in when we did is I didn't care who else was getting in. I didn't care what other issues were at play. We've got a country to save. And that's all I was thinking about. I am a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse. I was at the UN. I didn't deal with one country. I dealt with 193. And I took the kick-me sign off of our backs. It is time for a new generational leader. It is time for us to leave the baggage of the past, the negativity to the past, and start thinking of our families and the families across America. If you look at all the challenges we have, look at inflation, look at the lack of transparency in education, look at what's happening with crime, look at our border, look at the idea that we had a Chinese spy balloon flying over our country. We deserve better. You deserve better than what we have right now. And I'm determined to make that happen. All right, so. so she's a great order. There's no doubt. I mean, that's a good answer. It's a, it's a strong. It's a very strong answer. Yep. She was also asked about how she feels about being a female and running for president. What would it mean to you to be the first woman elected president of the United States? For me, I don't think about that as much as it'll be nice to have that out of the way. You know, that's what I thought when. <laughs> I thought that when I became the first female governor of South Carolina, I was just kind of relieved that everybody would quit talking about it. Because I think that we have, women are amazing at a lot of things. I'm a big fan of women. We balance, we prioritize, we know how to get things done. I mean, honestly, we've let guys do it for a while. It might be time for a woman to get it done, so. What's what's her path, though? I mean, if you've been in for four months and you're still polling at three percent, and that that was exactly what I was going to say is, yeah, she's been in it for four months now, and her numbers aren't ticking up. And how do you make the numbers tick up? Because I think the problem all these other people are running into is if for some reason something happened to Trump. There's already the guy there that will receive the rest of those votes. What what is the path? What what is the way by which you say, okay, here is my moment. I'm going to I'm going to seize it. I just mm-hmm. I would be fascinated if you could hook her up to some sort of truth serum <laughs> and go. What what are you? What is your plan? How do you actually do this? I think she's got a real reasoned and. Um the manner with which she presents herself is very professional and very polished, but I don't know if that's enough to gain people's attention at this point. When you've got people like Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis who kind of take all the oxygen out of the room, what's left for her? The news cycle has made it so that competency in government person has a very hard time especially someone who is removed from their actual competency in government, uh, has a very hard time sticking out. Mm-hmm. They're used, they're used She's not providing the crazy sound bites. Right, and, and, he, and she is now so far from removed from being an actual governor, and let's face it, she is multiple years now removed from being uh, Trump's you know, woman on point at the UN, 
that okay, you're someone we've seen on television, mm-hmm. but you're not you're not a dynamo, you're not you know a soundbite queen. I just I don't see what the actual path is. And you know what this reminds me of, Casey? Before I was here, um, I did a community radio show, mm-hmm. and. One of the things that we did on this community radio show is during election season, we would interview all the candidates, right? And it wasn't like this show where Rob's throwing grenades and telling people they suck. It's, we're interviewing you, hey, you're running for school board or you're running for the town council. or And you would ask these people, and you would know when the filing deadline had come and gone, hey, there's probably two people that have a chance to win this race, and there's three other people who are just running because they want to be doing things like this. And you would have to interview them because you gave people the equal time. And you, yep. and you would, you know, you'd go through this rigmarole and, you know, just the the process of asking people these questions. And that's what like the CNN guy kind of sounds like there. So, Governor, <laughs> tell us you have absolutely no shot at all of winning. But tell <laughs> us why you might have a shot. But we're going to give you the time because we have to. She does seem very measured, but it also seems a little bit old school, like her path and the way she's doing things. But maybe with more time. And oh. that's clearly what she needs. She's been doing it for four months. Maybe with more time, she'll start getting Casey, better polling. Casey, we have some breaking news. Oh, what's that? We have to stop everything we're doing. Okay. According to ESPN, are you ready for this? What? PGA Tour, Live Golf, DP World Tour announced merger. <laughs> what? Yeah, see, you were laughing. I was. Yeah, now you're not laughing now. Oh. Just came down. Interesting. How uh, much? Well, let's see here. In a sta- this is according to ESPN. In a statement, the circuit said the parties have signed an agreement that, quote, combines PIF's golf-related commercial businesses and rights, including Live Golf, mm-hmm. with the commercial businesses and rights of the PGA and DP World Tour into a new collectively owned for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement and sure. competition among the game's best players. Okay, so they don't tell you the dollar amount. <laughs> There's no... Wow! <laughs> How about that? Good guys and bad guys. Just ahead of the U.S. Open, too. Hot dang. (laughs) Cornell West, he announced that he's running as a presidential candidate for the People's Party. Rob, what is the People's Party? Uh, It's a party that has no chance of having someone in the White House. (laughs) Now, uh, Cornell West is a maniac. He's, you know, sides of socialist Marxist. He's a total left-wing radical. But he is very outspoken, and he... He is wildly entertaining or will be by presidential candidate standards because he's someone with a pulse. And he's also only 70, which is not 8 million, which is the current guy in the White House. And so I'm quasi looking forward to this because he's going to name names. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to be upset that Biden has not gone nearly far far enough to the left. Right. But at least there'll be some excitement in here and somebody will be attacking Biden from his left flank. OK, so he's a, a former Harvard professor, a former Princeton professor, and he said that he's decided to run for truth and justice, which takes the form of running for president of the United States as a candidate for the People's Party. Can't, I mean, is this guy going to be able to raise money, or is he just doing it to make some noise? Uh, oh no, he's running. He's running to be on television, and he's running to get his name out there. And he will not get on the ballot, probably in most states, because of the signature requirements, etc. He's not going to have the infrastructure to do that. But he will be on TV. He will get TV time as a candidate for president. And this dude is likely to say anything. So. Anytime there are more lunatics involved in the process, I say that makes it better for America. Be prepared to be entertained. We've got your voicemails coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. 
Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute to the voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, sorry, very distracted about this Live and PGA merger. And uh, sorry, I'm just probably going to half-ass the rest of the show. So okay. <laughs> take control. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That would imply that you were a whole ass before. That's true, yes. Yeah, I haven't done that in years. Uh, <laughs> Rob, when was the last time you put any actual effort into your job? Well, probably about three years ago. Um, <laughs> uh, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. Okay, so remember yesterday when... Uh, so I guess this was last week. Hammer and I got into a spirited discussion about Jim Irsay. Mm-hmm. Hammer apparently thinks it's fine that we take money from poor and middle class people who don't live in Indianapolis and give it to a billionaire to have a free stadium who inherited the team from his dad. Mm-hmm. And then we got a phone call yesterday about a guy yep. saying, don't uh, maybe we're being too harsh on Jim Irsay. Yep. Got a call today from a guy who feels a lot different about that. Hi, Rob. Casey. The uh, call you had on there extolling the virtues of Jim Irsay. Well, I live in one of the donut counties, aptly named, since the Colts organization is the Homer Simpson to our donut. And years ago, when the Indianapolis grifters came to our county to proclaim all of the benefits of taxing ourselves to pay off, pay for the millionaire's playground, they constantly promised us all of the uh, wonderful benefits we'd get from that, how great it would be for our county. But, of course, the Colts have been a zero, not a zilch benefit here. Those grifters bedazzled our idiot county politicians into falling for their con job so Ursay and his little boys could get rich playing their child's game. But I guess we're supposed to kiss Ursay's derriere and thank him for allowing us to view the multi-million dollar collection of memorabilia that he's bought over the years at our expense. Okay, my first question is, how much did you pay that guy <laughs> call? Is well, that your long-lost brother? Well, remember the guy yesterday was like, Ursay does a lot for the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with other people's money. I mean, which is basically what he's doing because, yeah. I mean, I guess technically it's his money, but he's using our money to pay for the stadium that he would have to pay for. So I'm not sure I give a guy credit for taking money from other people to benefit himself and then giving what I guess is, becomes his money. And then passing it out in a goodwill gesture when it right. wasn't his money uh, to look, begin with. I, I don't have any problem. And let's get back to what this is all about here. And by the way, isn't it amazing that this radio show, some 15 years after Lucas Oil Stadium became a thing, is having a more in-depth conversation about the role of government in terms of enriching billionaires and professional sports owners than the politicians did at the time who allowed it to happen. And that's the conversation we're having here. Jim Mercy is free to spend his money however he wants. Mm -hmm. I guess my commentary is more on the moron politicians. Who made it happen. Who made it happen. Yeah. It's hard to believe if a guy's go, if somebody's going to walk up to you and go, here's a free billion dollar stadium. Oh no, I don't want that. Now I am very critical of a guy who essentially strong arms a city into making you, after they'd already been given one stadium to go, well, if you guys don't do this for us, we're going to leave. Which basically was the threat that went on at the time. Oh, well, yeah, we could get out of here if you guys don't give us this new state-of-the-art stadium. But we haven't even paid off the last stadium. So, I mean, I guess I kind of blame everybody in this process. But 
you'd think more people would be outraged like that guy because they take, they, the government, through force, takes your money every time you buy a sandwich or a soda at a restaurant, food and beverage tax. Everyone other than Morgan County has it. They were the only people smart enough not to opt into this thing. And they give it essentially to a guy who got a football team handed to him. Like, what's the thing that – and I'm, I'm not even being facetious when I'm asking this. Maybe you know, maybe Hammer knows. What did Jim Irsay do in his life that you would say, wow, he's uber qualified to fill in the blank? Like, his dad owned air conditioning company. He didn't own that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't ever remember Jim Irsay. Did Ursa- he ever run the business? Yeah, did Jim Irsay ever have, like, an actual job that you would say, oh, wow, yeah, you totally stepped up and I could see where you would be the... Learned a lot of skills in that role. And so my point is, why am I, as a middle-class person, having money who lives does not live in Marion County, I'm a Colts fan by force based on the fact that we are in a financial relationship together that I don't (laughs) want to be in, why am I forced to take money out of my check, my funds my savings account Mm -hmm. to pay for that guy to have a stadium for free Mm -hmm. i mean basically for free well because some politicians along the way made it so you know you can't you can't with a straight face go look at all the economic development brownsburg is getting because of lucas oil stadium i'm sure i'm sure they sold it as all the hotel rooms that will be booked when (laughs) there's home games and all of the shopping and the restaurants and yeah yeah, i I mean like okay so you get the you got a super bowl there may have been some people who stayed at hotels in Brownsburg, but most people stay at hotels in the greater Indianapolis area, right? Closer to the state. They're not saying 30 minutes away. There may yeah. be, you know, when the NCAA championship every so often, but it's nowhere near the amount of money they have extrapolated from us over the past 15 years. Did you see that uh, Jim Irsay tweeted out his top five greatest NFL players of all time? And Peyton Manning was not on there? Right. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Yeah, he went back and changed it. He listed oh. he listed Jim Brown, Tom Brady. Um, he said John Elway, Deacon Jones, and then Reggie White. And then somebody said, well, what about Peyton Manning? And he went back and changed it and put, oh, right, right, right. He's the best of all. Put him at number one. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Made his adjustment. Mm-hmm. I just. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton Manning is a clear number one. I just, I can't. He changed your franchise and you forgot him? Uh, So we got a phone call. (laughs) Oops. Well, with Jim, you never know. Right. Uh, We got a phone call about something going on with a local school district. There is a child school, Perry Meridian, has up on their school calendar for the color bar, the gay pride parade this week and has been asking students to go. Is there any way to go about this? To handle this? It seems like that should not be happening with adults asking kids to go anywhere with them, straight or gay, outside of school. But I don't know. Let me know. Thank you. So it comes back to, and we have to investigate to see exactly what's going on, but this isn't your elected officials in action. And this is why we talk about the school boards being, if indeed this is a public school issue, which it sounds like it is, this is a school board thing. And when you elect, oftentimes, radical left people who get elected because they don't have to declare a party affiliation, 
And school board's the only election in the state of Indiana that you don't have to declare whether you're a big lefty or a big righty. And they, that is done by design because our legislature fears the angry red-shirted teachers. And they know, the teachers know, that if people had to put their party affiliation, most of these people who are on these school boards when in, in otherwise Republican communities would not get elected. And this is the sort of thing you get. But you're getting it all over the place. Like, you know, where Brownsburg, where I live, they waived the, the, these you know permit fees for the alphabet soup, Pride Day, whatever thing. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you even have the fee then? What are these people doing that's so much different, Brownsburg? You're celebrating someone's sexuality. You're saying you don't have to pay the fee that every other citizen has to pay because of who you share a bedroom with mm-hmm. or what you're doing with your genitals or whatever. It, it just amazes me that now you have governments going out of their way to give rounds of applause to people based on who they choose to have interpersonal relationships with. Well, and I've been seeing a lot about these schools with the arch of a rainbow welcoming the students in for Pride Month, those that are still attending school that isn't out yet for the summer, and inviting the kids to wear your rainbow colors and everything, you know. Um, And then on the other side, there's people saying that we need to take the rainbow back because if you think about it, the rainbow is a symbol of God's promise. Yeah, I, I just, and we'll have to look into this to see exactly what's going on, but these are your elected officials. Again, this stuff happens. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen because these people grew out of the back garden at the local school administration building. These people, these school board people in this case, or in where I live, Brownsburg, they're elected. And they're very, you know, what is going on now? At least I think with the, like the towns and the cities, like in places like Westfield, where it's all Republicans or Brownsburg, where they pretend to be Republicans, these people are petrified of the tiny mob. And they're petrified because their kids go to school and they got to be out in the community and being pretend liked in these little clubs is way more important to them than standing up for what's right. And this is where we come back to. If you're not willing to get loud and get angry, go to the meeting. Somebody somebody told me this yesterday. They said, I'm going to send a letter to the council just voicing my displeasure about them doing this. I said, if you're not prepared to behave like me, you're not going to succeed. You say what you want about me, but I force the conversation and people can hate me or whatever, but I publicly shame. Public shaming is what you have to do to these people because they're not doing these things in the case of granting permits and waiving fees. There's no reason you should wait. If the fee exists, fine. You have to have a permit. It costs X to have a rally or whatever. Fine. But there's no reason to be waiving it because of some who someone is having sexual relations mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Yeah. So they're doing this because they're weak people. So take advantage of their weakness and publicly shame them and try to shame them back into compliance with what's normal. It is 1044. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer's going to join us next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 10 minutes.
minutes in front of 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And after two years of disruption and distraction, love is in the air. A big merger. Hammer joins us in the studio to so talk about it. We, we've got multiple TV screens in the studio. One of them right now is on ESPN for mm-hmm. this breaking news that PGA, Live Golf, DP World Tour, they've announced the big Come to Jesus merger. Mm-hmm. And... I understand the franchise at ESPN of Stephen A. Smith, (laughs) but to trot Stephen A. Smith out here to talk about what's going on with this golf merger, it just doesn't make much sense. Well, this whole thing doesn't make any sense, and there are so many, this is like, this thing just came down less than an hour ago. I mean, he's earning his money today. and you know he's, you know, he's just freewheeling it, because, you know, (laughs) when you think of golf, don't you think of Stephen A. Smith? Quite frankly, this is preposterous. Like, what is he going to add? Like, he was prepared to talk NBA Finals yeah. today, right? <laughs> he didn't know this story was breaking. He was prepared to talk maybe some college baseball, college World Series, stuff like that. And then this story comes down, and being the face of their yeah. franchise, Stephen A. Smith has to talk golf. Golf, that's the one with the putter, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how they pulled this off, and there's so many things that aren't known. First of all, they did it right before the U.S. Open, which is interesting. But these live guys got gajillions of dollars. These guys who are kind of, in many cases, past their prime, like Dustin Johnson or Phil Mickelson. Kepka's not, though. No, Kepka's not. I mean, DeShamwow is kind of a shell of him, himself. Uh, there's some good players, but they got this huge money contracts contracts to go to live which well, is owned by the Saudis, right? For somebody mm-hmm. that doesn't know, this was akin to the IndyCar cart split yeah. back in the day. Yeah, and so I don't understand how they're going to deal with that because these guys were getting paid way more to go play on the Saudi tour than they were on the PGA tour, which doesn't have guaranteed contracts. And they're talking about incorporating the team because live you, you play as an individual, but you're also on teams. It's like uh, Formula One racing, I think, is that right. way. So... The Saudis are not in the business of losing money here. They spent billions yeah. of dollars to get this thing off the ground. They had Phil Mickelson. They had Brooks Kepka. They had DeShamwow. Mm-hmm. They had all these dudes. And they're not just going to say, okay, let's merge to make the sport better. So what are the Saudis getting out of this? Well, you know what? One thing that they're getting is part of the agreement. They agreed to end all pending litigation. Because you know the PGA filed a lawsuit against okay. LIV, so that's a, so this is a great okay. thing. So one of the things that was okay. at risk as part of this litigation was information into how the Saudis. So Saudis have what they call a wealth fund that funds everything, and very little is known about it. And one of the things that was going to come out was all sorts of information about this Saudi wealth fund, which is essentially funded by blood money, right? I mean, well, it, it's, it's... You mean the Saudis <laughs> may have some dirty money? They're I'm evading shocked. discovery here and saying, you know what, let's just merge. Yeah, it, it may, and who knows, the de- devil will be in the details, uh, but it may be a thing where they're going to... They did they. They were not able to get a television deal, which uh, of any sort of consequence. They're on like that My Indie Y or whatever, I think. I mean, so they weren't able to get a CBS, NBC. So they may just say, look, if we can cut our losses, we can get some of the money back. Okay, so on the other end of that, though, if the PGA Tour had the leverage, right? They've got the prestigious tournaments. They've got all these things. They've got a better TV deal. Why would they cave? I th- I they think- were the ones filing the lawsuit against Liv, right. and Liv was like, 
like, okay, just drop the lawsuits. If PGA Tour had the leverage, why would they care? I think two things were going on. One, they were unable to keep the live guys out of the majors. I think they thought if they could get uh, Universal, the U.S. Open, British Open, Masters, PGA, to say we're keeping these guys out of the majors, it'll force them back in. But when they were allowed to play in the majors, they were only losing them. Everybody's going to watch the majors anyway. They were losing these guys, the Deshamwiles. Hey, you see the incredible King Kong hit the exploding drive ball. And you didn't Kepka win the last Kepka major? Kepka won the PGA. You were losing these guys week to week in the tournaments. You need them to be in in to order sustain to sustain the audience. To sustain your week yeah. in and week out audience. So I don't know. This is not going to be. It's You know who the hero is? It's Phil Mickelson. And I know all these golfers hate Phil Mickelson, but. The PGA is doing all the things Mickelson claimed they could do before in terms of giving money to the golfers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'd love to help you out, but there's just no money. And then they found all the money. <laughs> hey, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, we're going to talk to Brian Mowry of the City County Council, find out what's going on with his hotel deal. Tuesdays with Tony Katz and more. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIIBC. Sugar, sugar.